Hey guys, check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode of the podcast, Now That I'm Older. It's a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time with your host, Shane Smith. Woo! Wheel of dealing! Limousine right! Jet flying! Son of a gun! And Ken Baldwin. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. We talk about things that happened to us when we were younger. We talk about some random news stories, and we basically just sit around and shoot the shit. So check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode. Thanks a lot. Hey guys, this is Renee. And this is Kim. And this is Round Trip. Bonjour, s'il vous plaît. Comment allez-vous? Bien. Oui, oui. Sacré bleu. Zont alors. Bonne suite. Merci. Oui, oui. <laughs> um, I think that's it for me. I think that's it, yeah. So thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Round Trip. If you haven't already guessed... We might be talking about France today. <laughs> a little Perry. Yes. So we have returned safely, obviously, from our jaunt to Europe. We had a fantastic trip, and we just want to share some of the highlights with you. It was wonderful. I think about think about France all the time. Aww. I was just talking about macaroons the other day. Oh. And how much I love them. They are delicious. I, you know, I had had macaroons before and I was not impressed. I, you know, I'm not a big cakey sweet person anyway. Um, but the macaroons that we had in France were a different animal. <laughs> I mean, they were so delicious and just fantastic flavors. And oh my goodness, I ate so many of them. It was not even funny. Yeah, I, um. I was telling somebody the same thing that I was never like a true macaroon fan. I think because in America we say macaroon is really like a coconut cookie. Right. It's, not it's a, a true, right. It's not a real macaroon. It's like a macaroon and a macaron. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So, but yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. They're very tasty. Very tasty. And only one of the wonderful adventures we had while we were in France. So let's just start from the top. Um, so Renee and I and some of our travel squad spent the end of June, beginning of July in Paris. And we did not end up going to London. We decided to remove that from our part of the trip uh, just because due to cost, keeping costs down. And because while we were in Paris, we loved it so much, we didn't want to leave. So we said, forget London. Let's stay in Paris. So let's start with some of the basics, the weather. Uh, like I said, we went at the end of June, beginning of July. And if you listen to our Planning for Europe podcast, you'll remember that was one of my kind of concerns, figuring out what to wear, what the weather was going to be like. Turns out it was like fall. I mean, the it weather was. was in the low 70s um, during the day and maybe high 50s, low 60s at night. And definitely layering weather 
um, but like perfect, perfect weather for a beautiful city and a wonderful experience. I could not have asked for better weather. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of clear days because that was one of my concerns that it was going to be cloudy and rainy and that we weren't going to be able to get like good pictures or see the Eiffel Tower like we wanted to. But yeah, the, the weather turned out to be really, really good. So it definitely was a plus. And yes, we did have a few rain days, but it was, it never lasted for very long and it never, you know, got to the point where it was flooding or right. needed special shoes or anything. So um, weather wise, everything literally worked out perfectly. Yeah, that's right. I forgot it like flooded like two weeks before we got ready to get there. Right. Yeah, they had that major flooding. Yep. Right. So yeah. luckily that was not a problem for us. Let's just start from the beginning of the trip. We arrived in... Paris. Um, the airport transition was fine. Um, it was a really easy airport to navigate for the most part. And we got our luggage pretty quickly. I do have to make one point though, because you and Rick Steves. <laughs> I love Rick Steves. I know. I love him Don't too, but let me just, let me just, let me just say, <laughs> I told you so. Because when we got to the airport in France, the ATM was not working. That is true. So, yeah, if you remember from the last episode, we talked about planning for this trip. I mentioned that Rick D suggested to get your your cash at the ATM when you got to the airport. And as Kim mentioned, the ATMs were out of service. So, yeah. And it was the middle of the day. It wasn't, it wasn't, we weren't there like late at night or anything. We got there around and it like, wasn't 2 a o'clock. Holiday. Right. So it was literally just bad luck. And always plan for bad luck. <laughs> but we were smart enough to have euros, a few euros on us before we left. So I right. think we recovered a little bit. But yeah, my, I, okay, my boo was wrong a little bit. I love you, Rick, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> he wasn't I'm wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> and so we really easily got, I think we, did we use Uber? No, we got actually a regular taxi from yeah. the airport because we couldn't figure out where to get the uber to pick us up so we ended up taking a standard taxi to our hotel which was in a really nice part of paris um and you know let me tell you this my first impression of paris was that it was kind of dirty um i'm not really sure why but i remember being in the cab and looking around thinking god it's kind of dirty and when we got to our hotel, it was kind of, it was in a back alley. <laughs> it was an alley. So yeah. it was, so, so my perception um, initially was, ew. But it's really funny by how the end, by the end of this trip, I was completely in love with Paris. So just keep that in mind as we're kind of talking. I am, but I did start up, my first initial impression was just kind of, ugh, this is kind of gritty. I liked it. I liked the grit. <laughs> I enjoy that a lot. <laughs> it reminds me almost like when you're going into New York and you're driving down and, you know, looking at through the boroughs and everything looks kind of dirty and worn out. But then, you know, you get to New York and you love New York. So I kind of looked at it from that perspective. So. Yeah. So our hotel was really nice. We stayed at the Hotel Corona Opera, which was, like I said, down a little alley that was barely thick enough for a car. But oh, yeah. there were several hotels in that same area so we didn't feel unsafe or anything and there was also a little restaurant slash jazz club apparently um in that same area so it was it, it wasn't um any it wasn't a bad situation the hotel room was super small it was two twin beds and a restroom and a tv but 
that was fine for us because we weren't there to be in the room. We were there to see Paris. It was clean. Um, it was it seemed to be very well managed. They had breakfast every day and breakfast was good. So my basic needs were met. Yeah. <laughs> so I had no problems with that. What other basic things do we need to cover, Renee? Just, I guess, my thoughts of, of the city in general or the area in general. The hotel was in a situated in this location that was really easy to maneuver. So we were, what do you want to say, like maybe two, two and a half blocks away from the metro station. Right. So it was an easy walk to get to the metro and try and get around if you wanted to explore outside or you could walk. So the main boulevard that we were off of led to the area like where the Louvre and some of the other uh, tourist attractions were. It was a very long walk, but if you just felt the need that you wanted to walk down the street and just experience that whole, you know, interaction with Paris and the people and all that good stuff, you could do that. Um, So I think that the selection that we did for the hotel was really good. And it was other restaurants outside of the little cafe jazz club that Kim mentioned. um, If you just kind of explored outside the the area, there was all your basic needs were pretty much met. There was a bank and there are other restaurants that you can go to. If you wanted something that was more traditional American, if you went up, you know, two and a half blocks, there was a McDonald's and a Burger King and a Starbucks. So all the stuff you needed. Yeah. Definitely turned out to be a really good choice for a location Mm -hmm. for us. And we utilized Uber a lot um, while we were in Paris. And I think Uber there is probably one of the best systems I've seen because the Uber drivers were very formal. They were very polite. They were very professional. It wasn't as like here in America and the US, it's like, you know, Frank who lives down the street, who's just doing (laughs) this. It's real relaxed here compared to there. Right. Yeah. They they were very formal. It really felt like a car service versus just someone giving you a lift. And um, everybody was dressed up. Like all our Uber drivers like had on nice clothes, like a collar right. shirt and slacks and right. you know. So yeah, it felt like a traditional car service. Right. And our the very first Uber driver that we um encountered um, actually just kind of drove us around and pointed out um, landmarks and told us a little bit of history about the city. And it was really cool. Like he was really nice. And we had a really good experience um, on that front. I think he just wanted to speak some English, but, <laughs> but um, practice a little bit. Yeah. He wanted a little <laughs> bit of practice, but, um, but that, that turned, that was a really good experience for us using Uber there. Yep. You know, something that really surprised me about Paris was the Metro system. I had really done no research on this city other than, you know, where I need to go, what I need to wear, what I need to do. But um, the metro system was very sophisticated. Um, It was a mix of like just the kind of a basic underground metro plus a commuter system as well, which I thought was really cool. Um, So there was a, a very seamless transition from one to the other. Well, not seamless, but it wasn't a complicated transition. Right. Um, it was, one, it was color, color code coded. So right. you just follow the colors. <laughs> right, right. It really was. Um, and that was one thing, you know, we, when we first got there and we were looking for the Metro station, we didn't know what the Metro sign looked like. And I think, so we walked in circles for a little bit because we kept missing it. Um, because they're not as, they don't stand out against the backdrop of Paris as much as like maybe our signs or London signs or mm-hmm. New York signs do. So kind of familiarize yourself through a Google image search about what like the signs look like because they really right. just kind of blended in and they didn't really stand out. So once we saw the first one, we didn't have a problem again, but you know, that might be a little yeah. something to help you. Also, if you do use the Metro in Paris, in some places, when you are trying to get off the train, the doors do not automatically open. 
which I learned <laughs> in a frantic attempt to get off of a train. <laughs> Let me out. Help me. Luckily, a very nice Parisian reached over and was like, idiot, and opened it for me. <laughs> just hit this button. <laughs> just, just enough times so I could fling myself off of the train. But uh, I think that might be just a good note. To, um, the doors don't always automatically open. So you might have to do a little work. There might be a lever or a button or something that you might need to press. So just keep your eyes open. Watch other passengers and, you know, act accordingly. <laughs> yeah. I was um, impressed by... I mean, some of the stations were a little, you know, pissy. Yeah. But some of them were very clean. You know, some, pretty much the regional um, trains, the ones we took when we went outside of the city. Right. Those were way more cleaner than I would anticipate it, you know, them being. And just some of the, even the metro stations, they were, everything was kind of clean and, you know, well-maintained for the right. most part. Right. The ticketing machines were all, you know, modern ticket machines. They took cars and cash, you know, so you could have easily you know get whatever you needed when you're getting around so that part i thought was was pretty interesting as well right um something else interesting about paris um when you are on the street trying to find direct your way from one place to another the street signs are not on poles they're actually on the buildings so That's another, you know, when we first got there, we're like, which street are we on? Then we realized, uh, okay, so the street signs are actually on the buildings, on the corners, instead of on like a pole as we're used to here in the U.S. So once we kind of, once we figured that out, we were good to go. God forbid if they move a building. Yeah. What are we going to (laughs) do? How will I know what street this is if they remodel this building? That's all I'm saying. So, um, let's Uh talk a little bit about some of the activities that we did, because we did Uh mention on our on our previous recording that we were exploring tours and sightseeing options you know prior to getting there and we did you know finalize of course where we wanted to do and where we wanted to go um one of the things i think i enjoyed most i enjoyed everything about paris right clarify that but uh, one of the highlights i think was the secret food tour that we did um secret food tour paris was the food tour we that we did uh, more so because it was on my birthday and so <laughs> mm-hmm. so i'm like what better way uh but it was just really really fun it was just interesting to just like buy food as if you were living in paris and and learning about you know how cheeses are set up how you know goat cheese and cow cheese if you need to know which one it, what type it was just look for the little animal in front of the cheese right like something simple who would have known you know or you know just buying meats or breads uh, uh from the uh the bakeries or patissiers and just learning just that basic you know getting around and purchasing food if i was going to live in paris this is what i would do so that part was great i also like the interaction the people that we met on the tour everyone was like very interesting they had you know different places of course we all spoke english so we were all american Um, but we all came from different places, but it was really, really fun to kind of share in that experience uh, while we were on the tour. And then, of course, all the wine that we we drank. I, I appreciated that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, was not expecting the wine. I didn't think that we were going to get that. I thought we were just going to have food. So uh, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. And the guide, he was just really, really knowledgeable and, and knew a, a lot about, you know, just food in general and, right. and eating, eating like a Parisian. So. Right. Right. That was a really fun experience. I really enjoyed that. I felt it made me feel like I was really getting to know the city a little bit more than just mm-hmm. the tourist attractions. Right. Exactly. Agreed. Agreed. So Secret Food Tours Paris, if you guys 
are in Paris. Check that out. For sure. So I think my favorite thing, actually, surprisingly, was Versailles. I enjoyed that so freaking much. Um, It was just beautiful. Um, It was interesting. And it was just, it was really a perfect day. It It was was a a really, really perfect day. So we used Fat Tire Tours and we signed up for a, basically an all day bike tour of Versailles. And so Versailles is massive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I read that was somebody's house. It that was somebody's house. That was a lot of people's houses. <laughs> that was a lot of people's houses. Yeah. No wonder there was a revolution because the, <laughs> the people of France were like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I live in this and you live I don't here? have bread and you're doing what? <laughs> so the first part of the tour, we biked through the city um, and went to a market where we were able to purchase an outdoor market, open air market, where we were able to purchase uh, bread. Uh, we got baguettes. We got fruit. We got um, pastries. We got wine. And we packed the ball up into our bikes and headed over to Marie Antoinette's Hamlet on the grounds of Versailles. Ooh, you use the actual word. <laughs> Hamlet. Well, it's, actually, it's called like... Petit Trion or something like that, but I'm I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. So let's just call it the Hamlet and (laughs) (laughs) her little house. And it was such a beautiful home. Um, It was so pretty there. The gardens were, uh, the grounds were just amazing. I mean, there were these beautiful winding paths through the yard. And uh, then you came up on this little farmhouse where there were, chickens and, and rabbits rabbits the size of my head and yeah. apparently that's where Marie Antoinette used to pretend she was a peasant as I learned from a 12 year old girl on our tour oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who seemed to know quite a lot about France so I just was like tell me more <laughs> and it was really just a beautiful place um, I could definitely see why she spent the majority of her time there that would be if I were the queen and my husband was um, Louis and he did not want to consummate my marriage. I probably would have went and hung out there too. I mean, I'm just saying with my boyfriend and, and your my lovers your and my girlfriends. <laughs> Kicking it with the girls because you know she had she liked the ladies too apparently. And um, <laughs> so that was just beautiful. And then we biked up to the main house and had a picnic on the canal. And it was just a beautiful day. We pulled out all of our treats and laid them out on the grass and just sat and enjoyed the view and ate. And it was a perfect day. Um, Then finally, we returned our bikes and then went for an actual walking tour of the house. We were very lucky the day, um, the actual main house of Versailles, the palace of Versailles. I keep calling it the main house. (laughs) Um, The actual palace of Versailles was there was not a real long line that day um it wasn't very crowded it wasn't very crowded so we were very lucky but we had part of our tour was a skip the line pass so we we, you know basically walked right in um had an amazing tour through the house it was the palace we saw the hall of mirrors which was i think probably the highlight of the interior um, and we were able to look out over the grounds and the gardens, and it was just beautiful. Yeah. It is actually a place that I would go back to. Yeah, I'm, I would definitely go back. 
I think I would love to go to Versailles again and see other parts of it and experience it in other ways. Yeah. And the gardens are a, a UNESCO um, site. So if you are traveling and you want to, to touch on a UNESCO site when you're going somewhere, the, the gardens of Versailles are actually a UNESCO site. So if you're checking you can, those off of your list, <laughs> you can do that. You can do that. But yeah. And, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that the Hall of Mirrors were, it was very interesting, um, particularly since they were saying that back in that time, you didn't ever see yourself. Right. And so for you to go somewhere and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. I'm looking real good. Right. Oh, wait. Why nobody told me that my wig was a trait. <laughs> Are those my teeth? <laughs> right. Yikes. Yeah. So very interesting. Uh, another highlight for me um, was the catacombs. I, I totally forgot about the catacombs. I can't so really enjoy that. that. Um, I don't know why. I know that's kind of weird. I know. But it's like, yeah. I loved it. It was the, so the catacombs sit below the streets of Paris. Uh, the remains of 6 million Parisians lie within the catacombs. And apparently, I guess when they were burying people above ground, things were getting out of hand. There wasn't enough room. So they started putting people in the catacombs. That lasted from about 1786 to 1788. So they were relocating a lot of um, people material. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, it turns out in 1810 is when someone actually had the idea to arrange the bones as they are now. So where all the skulls and femurs are lined up and stacked up in these neat um, piles. No, they're not even piles, but just stacked up neatly. They are there yeah that has was done in in the in the early 1800s so really amazing um not for the faint at heart i mean because you are deep deep underground and it is a claustrophobic or anything like that Mm -hmm. yeah that's not for you (laughs) and and it's quiet and it's damn i mean it's it's everything that you would expect a catacomb to be i wonder do they do anything like for halloween down there I don't even, I don't know if Halloween's big in France, but Hmm. I wonder if it's like weird. Right, right. (laughs) But then, and to get out of the catacombs, you have to walk up 88 relatively steep steps, which doesn't really sound that bad until you get to about 60. That's when your thighs start going, hmm, wait a minute, (laughs) we're doing what? How many more? Um, So make sure you get a good stretch on your hammies uh, before you attempt that ascent. And it, I believe they said that is the only way out. So get your mind right if you go. Or else you'll be trapped in the catacombs forever. Yeah, even going. <laughs> 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 oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Creepy catacombs. Yay. But yeah, I, yeah, totally. I don't know how I forgot about the catacombs. I was just like looking at the pictures the other day. But um, um, one other thing that we did that was pretty cool was the boat ride mm-hmm. so on day one when we got we got to paris we met up with the other members of the travel squad and we um had dinner and then we went to this boat this area um i think it's uh bateau Mouchet is the area that we went to and we actually took a boat ride it was a double decker double decker boat that took you down the cn river and you pretty much got to see or experience uh, paris from the water and it was really neat because we went like at the 
exact time where we would have circled back down the CN River to see the Eiffel Tower lit up at night. So it was perfect. Right. So it was like almost dusk when we went. So we're making our way. You can kind of see everything, get good pictures because it was still light out. And then by the time we circled back, uh, you just see the Eiffel Tower lit up and it's nighttime and it was perfect. We uh, kind of stayed on the boat for, it was on a boat for what, maybe 40 minutes? It was like maybe. an hour maybe? Yeah, maybe yeah, a little under minutes. an hour. Yeah, under an hour. Um, and you can kind of move around. You can go upstairs or downstairs and get really good pictures while you're on there. So uh, you can get a little crowded in some areas, particularly like once the Eiffel Tower came up and it was uh, lit up. A lot of people wanted to kind of get those pictures. So kind of be mindful of that. It can get a little crowded. But it definitely is a good experience uh, just to just to kind of see the area from from that perspective instead of above ground, just being on water. Yeah. And it was nice because you almost got a, a mini tour of the city before we mm-hmm. even actually went on our tour of the city. Right. So you got an idea of kind of where different historical landmarks were. And so that was pretty cool as well. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely check that out if you get a chance. It was awesome. And then we, of course, did the hop on hop off bus, which you have to do in every city <laughs> because it's just a really great way to, you know, get through the city and see different things and see a lot of different um, sites in one and one jump without having to get on, get off, get on, get off. If right. you can, if you want to, obviously, but um, we, we did, we got on and got off a couple of times. Yeah. We, well, we yeah. got off at the Louvre and we got off at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. Yep. So, but the rest of it, we pretty much drove by cause we knew we weren't going to go into any of these places. Um, we just wanted to see them and be there because mm-hmm. we know that there'll be another trip where we actually get, where we have more time to explore and go inside of these historic places and enjoy yep. them further one more thing i did want to point out um which we talked about a few minutes ago uh was the macaroons so if you're visiting paris uh, one of the things that you would always do outside of having great food is having great desserts because paris is known for that pastries and Chocolates. anything that's chocolate and croissants and, and eclairs anything that's delicious <laughs> You're going to find it in Paris. Uh, But one of the things that uh, I wanted to do was, of course, experience uh, macarons. So we ended up going to La Durée, which is one of the main uh, desserts or uh, places that you would go to get macarons for the most part. I mean, they sell more than macarons, of course. But But generally, when you say macarons, people say, oh, did you go to La Durée? La Durée. Exactly. And so that's where we we ended up going. And we actually went to La Durée twice. (laughs) while we were there mm-hmm. once was not enough apparently mm-hmm. it was not <laughs> it was not um the first night we went it was just strictly for the experience we actually sat down a lot and had dessert and coffee and and just sat around and, and chit-chatted and just kind of you know re- hashed out our day and what we enjoyed uh and that was actually on day one when we were there and it, it was perfect so uh the second time we went back we wanted to experience the bar because if you haven't been to lingerie we went to the one on champs of the i believe there's like four of them in paris total outside of in charles de gaulle there's one a little standalone shop um but if you haven't experienced it uh there there is a beautiful beautiful bar that sits in the back of the restaurant where you pretty much could get macarons of course other type of desserts and drinks and so we actually, um, Kim and I went back one day just to kind of have that experience sitting at the bar and ordering and hanging out. And then we want to get our macarons. Um, just a little tip. If you sit at the bar and order your macarons, it's a lot quicker than standing in the line. Uh, La Dure, because it's so popular, the line to get macarons is long, 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 long. Yep. <laughs> and so it is a cheat, basically, if you want to 
kind of skip that line. You can actually order your macarons at the bar and they will pretty much allow you to pick them out. They'll, you can select your boxes and they'll pack them all up for you. Mm-hmm. And then once you're ready to check out, they'll check you out and you go and you pretty much skip the line. Um, and unless you want that experience of standing in there, but uh, it is a good way for you to get your macarons without uh, being a part of the crowd. Right. So that was one. Um, the other place that we went to uh, by recommendation of the uh, Guillaume who did our food tour was uh, Pierre Hermé. And I actually had read or read about Pierre Hermé prior to us going to Paris uh, as one of the up and coming or prominent places to get macarons. And so we did go to Pierre Hermé and we got macarons from Pierre Hermé and they were absolutely delicious. <laughs> uh, the difference between La Durée and Pierre Hermé's macarons are pretty much flavor. Pierre Hermé uses... Um, those non-traditional flavors to create this back macarons. So you might have cayenne pepper, you might have olive oil, uh, you may have rose uh, water uh, in whatever type of macaron you're selecting. Whereas La Dore is more traditional, vanilla, chocolate, uh, coffee, caramel, that type of uh, flavor. But I would definitely say if you're there, go and experience both. It's just, they're just totally different um, in taste and flavor, but they are both delicious <laughs> either way. Definitely. Did you, I, I think I preferred Pierre Hermé. I think really, I felt like those pastry, those macaroons were just, the flavors were better. They were more interesting. They were interesting. Yes. Um, and they were softer. I felt like La Durée's were crisp, had a, a little crisp to them. Yes. Yeah. But we also had the added pleasure of visiting an independent chocolatier who did Ooh, yeah. macaroons. Mm-hmm. And those were fantastic as well. They were delicious. And it, but and it's really funny the difference was you could tell these were done by hand by somebody a few minutes ago because none of them were perfect. Yep. Yeah. Versus the other two places every every macaroon was perfectly shaped. They all looked the same, but they were all very perfect. None of these were perfect. They were cracked. They were squ- one might be squished a little bit more than the other mm-hmm. because they were all done by hand. Yeah. Um and that felt like there was something about that that made those more special because that little lady who handed me the bag was probably the one who, you know, who <laughs> actually made it. Right. Right. <laughs> So yeah. I, I felt like those those definitely should you know the the independent shops definitely oh, give yeah. a good run for a money, their money too. Yeah, definitely give a shout out to them. Experience that as well. The chocolate there was oh my god. Mm-hmm. 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 I had some kind of wasabi chocolate something that was good. So yeah, chocolate was so delicious. good, <laughs> so very delicious. Oh, yeah. Um. So one really cool thing that we learned about the French while we were there is that in the evenings people will sit along the river mm-hmm. the can- or the canal and just hang out they just sit there and they talk they they eat um and just up and down as we were on the boat uh going down the Seine everywhere you look there were people just hanging out on the canal and it was so it just looked so relaxing it looked like they were just you know, having a pre-dinner or post-dinner drink yep. and just spending time with each other and community. And it, I, we did not get to do that while we were there, but that's definitely on my list for next time. I definitely yeah. want to grab some snacks and go down and sit on the river and just enjoy it. Right. It's, yeah, the river definitely plays a, a large part, I guess, in French culture and just interactions. And you can definitely see that when you when we were taking on that tour. So, yeah, I agree with that. I definitely would want to do that. Um, and it was time. really cool the time we went um end of june beginning of july 
the sun didn't go down like the sun, it didn't get dark until like 10 30 yeah so you were full-on sunlight at nine o'clock p.m so the first couple of days it threw me off a little bit because you know we go into a restaurant at like seven and come out and the sun would still be up <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it was really cool and i can you know it was really especially if you wanted to go to a cafe and sit outside or just sit and enjoy the evening because there were a lot of beautiful evenings a lot of beautiful sunsets and just just it was amazing paris yep. was amazing one bad thing though and then not necessarily a bad thing, but I guess you have this anywhere. But there was some very aggressive beggars in Perry. We saw the first batch when we <laughs> called a batch because <laughs> it was a batch. It was like a family. But when we were in the cab from the airport and it was um, several adults and several children um, and we were at a red light and the children were speaking to people in the cars and hitting the tops of their cars with their hands, like banging on their cars. And I, I was just like, wait, what, what is happening? <laughs> um, and even the, the adults would just like walk right up to the window and, and speak directly to the driver. And, you know, when, you know, and it, and it just felt very aggressive. That's because our, yeah, our, our American beggars don't be trying to do all that. Right. You, you, you hit somebody's car, they're going to get out and, and jump you. It's like, going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. There's going to, we got to call the police. Right. So, and, and then when we were, when we were at the uh, train station, I don't know where we were going. I don't know. I think it's when we returned from Versailles and we were going back to the hotel or whatever. And we got on the train <laughs> and there was a lady sitting by the, the machine with a cup. And she was shaking it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Later. And I put my, my little, you know, thing in the machine and I got a couple coins back. And she walked right up to me and was like, here is my cup. Put that change right in here. my cup. Oh, yeah. That's we were leaving Luxembourg Gardens. That's oh, okay. what it was. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I am not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Take these euros. These aren't, yeah. <laughs> these aren't twos or ones. These are the 50s and the 30s or the 20s. So, yes, you're going you to have these coins. <laughs> the 10s. <laughs> But it was just very, like she very aggressively waited. She was like, "Oh, she put a dollar in there. Let me just here was my cup." Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, was I forgot like, about okay. the aggressive beggars. <laughs> okay, I I lady. I, I guess I blocked them out. <laughs> I blocked them. And it, it, it didn't happen, you know. I guess maybe just the area we were in, the areas that we were in, and the fact that we did the tours and stuff, we didn't encounter it a lot. Yeah. Um, and you know, no one, no one was pickpocketed or anything. We were all, but we we're all very aware of our surroundings and staying together and holding our back you know like we're but i really didn't feel like i was not safe i felt that you know our to me our hotel was was situated in a location that wasn't overly touristy right because no one would be in that space if you weren't going to the hotel so that you know like no one would have just been there hanging out if you weren't going to the hotel you wouldn't have been there yeah so it wasn't a point where I felt like we were going to get attacked or anything like that. But, right. Yeah. Um, speaking of attacks, oh, well, there no. was a large, uh, visible military uh, in Paris. So, like the first night we went, there literally was military folks. Now, was that military or is that their standard police? I thought it was military, but may- I they I figured it was. Mi- I mean, they had AK forty sevens. They were. Have you been to Jamaica? I mean, I mean <laughs> I well, like. yeah, 
But even in Jamaica, I thought that that was their military police, like their MPs, not their local police. So I, I suspected that this was Paris's military police. Hmm. You know, they fall under the military, but they are to police the area. So I don't know. But it, they there definitely was a visible presence. They were around. Right. <laughs> they were right. around. They definitely were, especially in the tourist areas. No, their standard police force has the same guns. Hmm. Interesting. So, well, these guys yeah. do, but they could be special. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, but they were around. They were there. So. And so I would say overall, Paris was fantastic. It was a beautiful city. Oh, I know the other thing I wanted to say. The So there's this, people kept asking me about Parisians being rude. And... I did not really feel like anyone had been rude to me. Nope. I did feel a sense of, because I had, I took no effort to learn French. I just went in as a standard American, arrogant, you speak English, whatever, just talk English. <laughs> so I did not take any, you know, I didn't learn any French, um, but I said, you know, bonjour or whatever. And Southern <laughs> like that too. Bonjour. Bonjour or whatever. Um, oh. Whatever. <laughs> and... There was a sense of ugh, kind at you know when you would speak to someone, like, but they would still help you and they would they would um they would it would go it. away. But I think yeah. it w- it's more of a natural. It's just cultural. It's more of a natural thing, you know. Just I think they naturally have that kind of sense of exasperation when you first approach them, but it goes away very quickly. Um, so, for example, when we were standing, at, we were at a restaurant and um, it was packed. We were trying to figure out if it was like a private party or if it was open to the public. And I walked up to a gentleman and a lady and I said, bonjour, do you guys speak English? And the guy said, yes. And I said, oh, is this a private party or is it a public party? And he said, he said, it's a private party, but I think it's wrapping up. So you can go ahead and come in. And I was like, okay, well, we just wanted to know. He's like, no, no, come in, come in, come in, like, come, come hang out. So, I mean, he warmed up very quickly, but... I think it's just a natural that that initial rudeness or perceived rudeness is just natural. Yeah. So, but I didn't feel like anybody was just like ah America, <laughs> you come over here with your words and your American and your your hot dogs, your hot dogs and your, your Coca Cola. <laughs> we do not have hamburgers. <laughs> Processed meats. <laughs> Angry French. <laughs> I am an angry French man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but no, we did not experience There was none of that. There was none of that. So uh, your final thoughts, Kim. You know, would you go back? If so, would you like to do next? I love Paris. Back? I want to live there. Okay. Well, now that we've gotten that out the way... <laughs> I, I I did I really did love it. I thought it was beautiful. Um, I would love to go back again, um, probably sooner than later. Just FYI, and the I, I do want to go. You know, do the Eiffel Tower and do some touristy stuff. But I really want to go to wine country. Like I really want to get out of the city and go to some wineries and see the countryside and see more of France. And I will make an effort to learn French, at least basic French, not a lot of French, but basic French. And because I I, I do want to try a little bit, but um, 
I thought it was a very laid back city. It was very relaxed. I, I never felt rushed. I never felt like anyone was in a rush really to do anything or be anywhere. And I felt like it was, there were so many parks and so many beautiful places to just sit and enjoy that I wasn't, I, I, I don't think I anticipated that being a part of the trip, but, um, one of my favorite days was that day we went and got fast food and went and just sat in the park. Oh yeah. Like that yeah, was just, went to the gardens. Yeah, yeah. We just hung, sat and enjoyed, watched kids play in a fountain and you know, a beautiful park. So I, I loved it. I definitely go back. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, yes. Paris has always been the place in my mind that I lived. <laughs> so I would definitely go back. It, I'm similar to you. I would definitely like to do maybe the south of France uh, just to experience that coastal area. Uh, but in Paris alone, I, I could just go back. And it's so many neighborhoods that we didn't get to go to. Like, we didn't really get to experience Moulin Rouge. Um, I didn't get to go to Maris and kind of experience those that neighborhood. So there are plenty of other things for us to do if we go back. So, yeah, I could, I could see myself making it a, a tradition to kind of visit Paris, you know. Yeah. Every couple of years or so. You know? Yeah, I feel like how our kind of we have to get to the beach every year. Right. I feel like we're going to have to do something Harry Potter themed like every year, every other year. And I feel like maybe we go to Paris every once in a while, too. Yep. Agreed. So but it was it was beautiful. So I definitely recommend if you have not been that it's something you try. Yep. And as always, if you need extra tips or more information, please reach out to us at Round Trip Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and Round Trip Pod on Snapchat because we are on Snapchat, snap although it's snap. kind of weird. <laughs> snap it a snap. <laughs> and we did a couple periscopes from from uh, Paris too. If you were able to check those out, great. But if not, follow us on Periscope as well at Round Trip Pod. All right. Well, that's it for today, guys. We will talk to you later. Au revoir. Is that right? Au revoir. Oh, river. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir, mon cher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>